You've no doubt heard of Lord Acton's quote, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts absolutely. But you may not know his third line. Great men are almost always bad men. Superficially, leadership seems about power. But James McGregor Burns, a pioneer in the study of leadership, said, the practice of leadership is different to the exercise of power. You can put a gun to somebody's head to get them to do something. But leadership happens when people follow you because they want to. It can seem like in the army it's pretty easy to lead because you just order people to do things. But often it's in extreme situations, in war. And if somebody's got the choice of following an order and risking their life or just pretending that they didn't hear you above the gunfire, they've got to really be connected to follow you. Abraham Lincoln said, power always conquers, but it's a short-term victory. The United States is the most powerful country in the world. It has been for at least 70 years. Yet relatively minor powers of North Vietnam and Afghanistan, the Taliban there, have defeated them. In fact, Russia, which was a superpower at the time, was also defeated in Afghanistan. A US federal police officer turned up at a ranch and told the rancher that he'd come to look for illegally grown drugs. And the rancher said, okay, okay, just don't go in that field down there. And the police officer verbally exploded, took his badge out of his back pocket, shoved it in the rancher's face and said, you see this badge? This means I can go anytime, anywhere, anyhow. Do you understand? And the rancher apologized politely and got on with his work. 10 minutes later, he heard the police officer screaming for his life as the rancher's large bull bore down on him. And as the police officer was running away, the bull was gaining on him. So the rancher threw down his tools, ran, jumped on the fence and shouted, show him your badge, show him your badge. Power doesn't always work. Power too often leads to arrogance, which causes blind spots and bias, because it inevitably gets us to think we're better than other people. When in fact, we all are the same in the sense we've all got strengths and development areas. It's true, it differs which are which for each person, but we all have development areas. And that bias can hold us back. The key is how do we reduce bias? I want you to imagine that the police have been told that there is a criminal called John in a house. They know he's in the house and so they raid it, but they don't know what he looks like. And they find four people playing poker, a plumber, a truck driver, a carpenter, and an investment banker. And they immediately arrest the investment banker. How did they know it was the investment banker? Many of us struggle with that question. And the answer, of course, is, is because the plumber, the truck driver, and the carpenter were all female. We all have a bit of bias, and it's impossible to reduce bias completely. The key is to reduce it as much as possible in our lives. And that's by increasing self-awareness. The more biased we are, the less self-aware we are. That's why racists and sexists, you can be sure, are extremely unself-aware. So a key thing in our lives is to increase our self-awareness. But knowledge doesn't really do that. So unconscious bias training, when it's just about giving information, tends not to work. In fact, the research shows it makes people even more biased. The key is giving people the experience of other people. And travel and different cultures are a wonderful way to do that. When I was in the army, I was posted to the Queen's Gurkha Engineers basically a unit that's manned by British officers and the soldiers are all Nepalese. And it was based in Hong Kong. It was an amazing experience. 
the Nepalese soldiers have this wonderful mix of warrior tradition with humanity, the hard and the soft. It's a combination of the male and the female, which is what humanity is. It's an integration of the two. And I thought that their perspective, philosophy on life was fairly simplistic, being Buddhist and Hindu, whereas I came from a Christian, modern society. And Christianity is dualist. There's good and there's evil. And it looks at things distinctly like that. Buddhism and Hinduism is universal. It says good and evil are from the same source. If God is all powerful, then she must be everything. And therefore all good, all evil comes from God. Quite a challenging idea. But that perspective changes how we understand reality. And for me, it was an amazing insight into life. So read and travel widely to understand different people and places. As St. Augustine said, the world is a book, and if you only live in one country, you only read one page of the book.